this is Breezy, and you are about to listen to an episode of No Matter What Did You Just Say? An after show hosted by the Section 109 Podcast. This was an after show hosted for episodes of the No Matter What docuseries about Chattanooga Football Club. This was recorded and broadcasted live on Facebook and YouTube and on CFC's official channels. We also wanted to release them as podcasts, however, so here they come. We apologize in advance if the audio is a bit wonky, but we were all in different locations with varying audio and video setups. You can find links and these actual video episodes archived on CFC's official YouTube. Hello no. and welcome. Hello, boys. Hello and welcome into No Matter What Did You Just Say? A No Matter What After Show hosted by the Section 109 podcast. My name is Andrew Brzee. Uh, most people call me Breezy. I am your host for this evening, and I am with two distinguished and lovely guests. First, Mr. Jay Buchanan. How are you today, buddy? I'm great. How are you? I am great, and I am honored. I think we are honored to be joined by the hero of this episode himself, Ryan Marcano. How you doing, buddy? Lovely introduction. I love that. Appreciate you. I'm doing so, fantastic. How are you? Oh, dude, I'm good. And also, uh, be before we get started, Jay, what are you wearing? What? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's pink camo, so I I can barely see it. But I am wearing. I couldn't the... see. I couldn't see you at all. <laughs> I am the 2021. I'm wearing the 2021 keeper kit. What are you wearing? I have a little a uh, little something here. Hold on, I'll stand up and show you. That's hot. Unintended. Sorry, that was terrible. Yeah, hey, CFL. Marcano's reference CFL. Marcano, Marcano with, with the CFL shirt. Yes, I love it. Boys, the swag is on point today, um, but we're not here just to talk about the swag, although the jerseys getting released this morning was excellent. Uh, we're here to talk about Chattanooga FC and the documentary that we all just watched. Um, so first of all, if you miss the doc somehow and you're watching this, you can catch re-airings of the dock tonight at midnight. So as soon as those clocks turn over till tomorrow, you can catch it on PBS. Also uh, at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday. You can catch it on Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Somehow, and you're watching this. Doc, I, hear, I hear myself. I do. I hear you too. What is I got, going a, on got an echo. That was my fault. That's okay. <laughs> that okay. Audio, I was just like, I, I have a, an echo. Um, all right. So if you, like I said, if you haven't caught the episode, you can catch it tonight. You can catch it on Sunday. Um, but I think the most fitting way we could go in before we start diving in and really talking about this episode would be rolling that first Brian Beeman clip that started off the episode. Boys, why don't you roll that clip? We've said countless times that, that this club is uh, more than just a club. It's owned by thousands of different people around, not just Chattanooga, but the world. You can just tell what it means to the community and the other people that are involved in this club, not just the guys who are out here on the field. We felt we should have beat Oakland the first time we played them, and this is our chance to do it. Meaningful. Dude, first of all, those words make me so happy. Like, Brian gets it. Um, yeah, and there's something obviously really special that I think this doc does cap capture a little bit of. Um, but before we talk about some of those things, uh, let's talk about some of these Facebook comments because the Facebook comment section is lit currently, as the children say. Uh, first, we have Andrew Smith. 
replying to or starting, excuse me, with Ryan, aka the best ref at HPC. Shout out for your shirt for that shirt. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh, we have we have Tim Duncan with greatest kits of all time, uh, and then we have Andrew Smith replying to Tim Duncan saying that pink is sick. Which Smitty, I could not agree more. The pink is absolutely excellent. Yeah, I currently um, I currently have a sniffle wearing it. It definitely is sick. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, I, if I if Matthew that. was on this episode and I, if I had a spray, I would have had my spray bottle and I could have sprayed this uh, <laughs> at you. Bad, bad Jay. Um, and then I think Smitty with a really, really uh, spoiler alert, um, sad to relive that game, but what a great episode. Um, Fuller kind of nails those speeches. And yeah, it's, it's bittersweet watching back the Oakland game. Um, Jay, I want to ask you, and then Ryan, I got a question for you. Jay, what did you feel like kind of, and, and we'll go kind of chronologically here in a second, but sure. rewatching that Oakland game. Um, um, I mean, yeah, it was bittersweet. <clears throat> I think, you know, having watched it live and, and knowing what happened helped me get through that just a little bit, but it still sucked. But uh, watching uh, the goal at the end, which we'll talk about obviously here in a little bit, and with all the different angles was the highlight for me because, you know, obviously I made clips for the, for our Twitter and for our Instagram, and you can only get so many from the broadcast. So seeing the guys uh, from the sideline, you know, getting getting those different angles, that was amazing. But it, it definitely was bittersweet. But I, I I was I wasn't I wasn't too sad going back through it. What about you? Yeah, I honestly I hadn't watched any highlights. I did watch that game live, of course, on on TV, but I hadn't watched anything since then. So it hurt. I forgot how much it hurt. Um, Ryan. And again, we'll go chronologically here in a minute. How did you feel watching that game back kind of reliving that through the episode? Yeah. Uh, you, per you said it perfectly. Just bittersweet was really it. I, I think it was awesome to get that, that goal at the end, but I, I really wish we would have won the game. And that was, I mean, our goal at the beginning of the tournament really was we wanted to win the whole thing and, that was that was just disappointing for us to go out on that, but uh, it was it was a it was a good performance though. Totally, totally. I, mean, I think you guys really did us proud. But let's rewind back a little bit before that game, towards the beginning of the episode. Uh, first of all, we see Chef Sean Russell. Shout out to Sean, uh, whipping up some. I think it was sausages. Was it? Uh, mm -hmm. Somebody re somebody requested some sort of Waffle House order, which made me really happy and hungry. Um, <laughs> And then we went into the classic or the now classic piece of almost every doc episode with the lean on me from Alec Reddington. So Marcon, I'll go to you first. How did you feel about Reddington's rendition of lean on me? <laughs> uh, good choice. Uh, the pitch. I don't know about the pitch, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was good. He got everyone, he got everyone in it together and that's, that's what it's all. That's what our team's all about always. So it was good. It was good. He did well. Totally. Jay, if you were to switch places and you were to be uh, in that team bonding session and you had to tell a joke or sing a song, what would you do, Jay? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm, I'd be like a total country nerd and sing like an Alan Jackson song. But see, I don't have the mustache that Alec has, so I wouldn't be able to, to do anything that well. So what about, what about you? You would tell a joke. I'm presuming you would tell a dad joke or something terrible. So I thought I would tell a joke until I saw Topher tell jokes and like, he was so good. There's no way I would try to follow that. So, yeah. um, 
I think, yeah, I think I would try to tell a couple jokes and then I might try to sing like a Jack Johnson song. That's the only pitch <laughs> my voice can get. Uh, and I'm super, super. Dude, well, I will say I wasn't here for the, <laughs> for Galocos, but man, I think that's the hardest I've laughed in a while. Whenever he, whenever he tries to like sing the rest of the song where he doesn't know the words, I freaking lost it when that happened. Dude, Ryan. So when you, you you've known David a while, right? You've known Colo a long time. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you did you know he had the um, qu- the ham it up thing in front of the camera? Like, did you know his personality was going to come out like it did? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of always been like that. He's a he's a character for sure, but he's a very good friend of mine and will always be too. Yeah, I, I really like him. He's he's a uh, always brings great energy to to our team last year and he was he was a good important piece to our to our team last year especially in the bubble and he was gave people great laughs every morning every single day bus rides when you're down you just he was always always making people laugh good good guy to have around for sure his especially his, his was like his was my favorite of the uh you know the morning <clears throat> morning with fools uh, so we obviously know that there was probably more that happened that didn't make it into the dock itself. Did you do one? No, I never. I never made the. Never made the. Made the list. Uh, I think maybe I would have been on the next game if we would have won or something the next morning. We we would have had two more mornings to prepare. So two, I guess two more guys would have went, but I didn't get my chance. Uh, I'm not sure. I would have told a joke or a, or a song. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And by the way, if, if listeners and watchers here want to listen to David Coloco and Ryan Marcano, you can catch both of them either on episode 30 of the Section 109 podcast or in uh, episode 28 where they they both did Uncomfortable Conversations, Race in Soccer and America. So episode 30 kind of dives into y'all's personal lives, and that was a really cool thing. And then episode, like I said, 28 was probably the most important episode the Section 109 podcast has ever done. So you can find those on all places where good and bad podcasts can be found. Yeah. Um, all right. So Fuller uh, had a banger of a speech, uh, is, is what this says in the notes. What's and I think new? that's a – yeah, really <laughs> – um so actually let let's talk about his speech but before it let's go ahead and watch it boys if you'll roll that island of misfit toys clip two please yes be who you are because who you are has gotten you into this team and who you are and what you are fits perfect with what we are talk about the island of misfit toys i saw i saw an article the other day talking about nissan and saying that this, that this conglomeration, it wasn't trying to be mean, but did say, basically, this group of teams is the Island of Misfit Toys. Well, guess what? We're the team that is the Island of Misfit Toys in the league that's the Island of Misfit Toys. Think about it. Look around at yourselves. Look around at yourselves. Brian, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but Brian, but Brian played in League One. He's played in the NASL. And the truth of it is, he came to us because he wanted to come to us, but the team that he was on didn't resign him. Ian had a contract someplace else. I got a call from him two weeks before preseason because we wanted him here. We had, to, we had discussed it earlier. All of a sudden, they pulled the contract. Didn't think he was athletic enough. Pulled the contract. Pulled the contract from him. You're here because the team down the hall 
decided to pay you off and let you go. You went to Birmingham in, 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 the, in the USL championship. They showed you the door. You called me from Virginia Beach because you were, play, you were, you were playing in, in, in some pub league. Want, just wanting a chance and just wanting an opportunity to come. You and Nick Spielman have played more minutes in this tournament than anybody else other than Alec in our team. Island of Misfit Toys, that's fine. Let's show them what a group of misfits can do. I've got chills. Oh, man. And that was only a portion of that clip. I mean, we didn't want to play the first like six minutes of the episode or whatever. Um, yeah. So Ryan, I'll, I'll, I'll go straight to you. Obviously, not only were you there for that and watching it now, you're actually called out as one of the names in there. I don't know if he says Ryan, but he points at you and he says you were at Birmingham. When, when Coach singles you out, and this is just something that uh, I'm just really curious about personally, when you get singled out like that in a, and, and you, you connect to a moment like that, does it motivate you like how are you feeling what is it and kind of how do you feel now looking back on it yeah it uh i was just yeah I, was, I saw myself in the background of that video and i was like i was locked into him i'm blurred out in the back but i, I remember just because i was so locked into what he was saying before the game and when he said that i just like yeah it brought me back to when i was in preseason there and i was like wow like i just th this <laughs> coming back here and just being a part of this team is, has been such a blessing. And also I think, yeah, when he does signal you out, like it is motivating, but I mean, some people may take it differently, but to me personally, I think it is motivating and it's just, it, it's all about how you take it. If, if I can't put my head down just cause like, Oh, I failed one opportunity didn't work out for me. If I were, if I would have done that, I would have been, I would have stopped a long time ago. I wouldn't have made it this far if that was the case. No, for sure, for sure. Jay, when you saw that, uh, when you saw that clip and saw that speech, what what does it bring for you? I mean, dude, every time I hear him talk, I want to run through a brick wall. I said it on the last time I was on here. Like he just gets, he just gets me going. He knows how to pull strings and pull the right strings and that's just the sign of a good manager like you can say whatever and you can be little guys in a way you know but he doesn't he doesn't be little people he brings up different points to hit you you know where it hurts slightly but just to get you motivated and right. uh, yeah it's that's key and i mean it's fools you know that's one thing about this doc man fools is just one of the coolest guys ever and to hear him get in these speeches because he has so much knowledge and so much experience you know it's just cool to hear him kind of bleed that out and like pour that on you guys hoping to give you guys the most energy you can have before game and i'm sure that worked you know i'm sure what was it like at the at the end of that because you know we fade into the game but right. were y'all just like okay i'm gonna go back to eating my banana or like you know what what did y'all do no no i think there was a full applause after it after yeah. the speech yeah uh, I just, I gotta say that the man can deliver a speech and it's, it's, it's not like you said, it's not always about what you say. It's he delivered, it's a proper delivery. And it's, as you said, it's, it's well, it's, it's well crafted, it's well thought. It's, it's just, it's perfect. It's good. Yeah. And I've, I've really enjoyed having him as a coach as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, there was a there, there was a moment. There was a bit of a montage during that speech, and there were a few players that you saw. And you have a very absurd comment you want to make about one. Go ahead and make that comment. Yeah. So first of all, how good looking is Zeka? Like <laughs> every time him jumping rope. Uh, there's a comment from an anonymous producer um, that did not get paid to say this, uh, but that let's oh, just say no. he could, he <laughs> he could probably start and he could probably sell pictures of modeling pictures of himself. Let's just put it that way. He's wow. extremely good looking, extremely good. He could be an Instagram influencer just for how pretty he is. Um, <laughs> no doubt about it. I was watching that montage and him. Yeah, I. It's impressive. It's impressive. Um, so yeah, Island of Misfit Toys. That seems to be uh, a bit of a theme. And uh, speaking of that, uh, <laughs> there's an, an Island of Misfit Toys comment from Andrew Smith here. Uh, but better than that, even, and we'll come back to some serious stuff in a second. Uh, Alec Reddington, who's getting torn up on this show, is actually listening uh, or watching, and he says that hurts Ryan about about your uh, calling him out for his pitch. But meaner than you would be Andrew Smith, who said, Red, great on the pitch, but not great at being on pitch. Smitty. <laughs> Smitty. You've got to have a sing-off between Smitty and, and Reddington. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. We need to have a, what, we need to have a sing-off. Session one iPod would, uh, would start that. Or would uh, sponsor it. Yeah, definitely. I We are here for that. Um, <laughs> oh, <is> that <laughs> Andrew Smith says, uh, Zeka only fans, start it now. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Modeling, he could be he could be a model, man. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Bill Hammondtree also suggests that Ryan should sing us a song right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, Andrew Smith's currently apologizing via... Uh, via chat to uh, Reddington saying he loves him still. Um, all right. So come, we come in uh, and, we, and we start going to the game. Um, you know, Oakland goes up to nothing and pretty, in pretty quick succession. They scored the first 10 minutes. And then I think they scored before minute 20 um, going into halftime. And we don't have a clip or anything for halftime, um, but how are you feeling? Do you remember what the, what the morale was like, what the team was like? Yeah, I think people were people were really the emotions were flying for sure, and I, I know, I know it's just it's it's tough being in a two two nil down, just thinking that the game could slip away with one more goal. Like that's really that's kind of like nail, not nailing the coffin, but like three nil is just like you're getting you're getting dominated. But anyway, having the just the mindset or like digging deep down in your head to realize like one goal gets us back in this game. And one of my coaches actually just a long time ago, he told, he just said that two nil is actually the most dangerous lead in soccer because you, you get, that's when the other team gets comfortable and they think they got it. And then, then the one team scores and it's bad and they're right back in it. Yeah. The momentum swing can be crazy sometimes. Yep. Speaking of that momentum swing, Jay, when Ian's uh, crazy header went in, where were you? Do you remember where you were watching? I was. I was watching on my phone on the way back from the feed. I had just picked up food for uh, Rachel and I. And so I got kind of hyped in my truck driving. I, in fact, I almost popped a blood vessel because I screamed so loud. Uh, but <clears throat> I remember – and I was I, – I remember I've, I've heard the same thing. 2-0 lead is the most uh, dangerous lead in 
uh, soccer. So I was hoping that that was correct at the time that that went in. Well, and it, it almost was. So we, we go forward a little bit, and just a couple minutes after that goal, just terrible luck, right? Sean tries to play a ball, and it gets picked off, and then that guy plays it, and he actually steps to it and gets a little bit of a deflection, right? But it just misses. And then Reddington hesitates, uh, I think correctly, right? Because the ball takes a bounce, and so he hesitates, and then he comes out. And when he comes out, he kicks it, and I think it's Alfondi right off the hip. And, I mean, just what a backbreaker. What yeah. a backbreaker. But then let's skip past that unhappy moment. And uh, actually, let's just go ahead and roll that beautiful bite clip. Let's Here do we go. Roll it, boys. 14 minutes left of the 90. Can't imagine it'd be less than not five minutes after all these injuries, or at least injury stoppages. Herrera looks fine. Here's a bicycle attempt. And what a What a finish by Ryan Marcano. And Chattanooga are not dead yet. That is the first career professional goal for Ryan Marcano. And what a way to open your account. Nate, that's his first goal. I don't know if he's going to score a better one because that is a perfect bike right there. Holy sh! <laughs> Holy sh! So it, so it goes <laughs> bing, 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 bikes! And you just go over backwards. Uh, first of all, how do you go so straight? Your leg was go completely straight. Let's start there. How in the world do you manage to do that? Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I do practice that sometimes in practice. I believe you. It's, not, it's not an everyday thing, but there are times where people are crossing it and I will attempt it. And I have scored a couple times in practice with it too. So but it's 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 something <laughs> that you you would uh, it's it's like one of those uh, I'm I'm guessing right when you're a kid and you're playing basketball and you're like three two one it's like that you know like in the one instance that it might happen you know yeah. you're hoping for that game win man it and was... number two when did you decide that you were gonna jump and bike like yeah because your we... eyes you, your eyes got locked on we talked about that on our goal pod that's a decision that you made that wasn't like a jump flailing kind of instance where. You know, when some people scissor the ball and they're going to they're trying to volley it, but they just kind of jump and they like get lucky and get the perfect contact. You locked on and you can see it. Your eyes lock like your head stays and your body begins to move. And then it's an absolute like rifle. Did you know as soon as it went up or when was that decision made? Yeah. Right. I mean, when it went up in the air, I was just like you said, yeah, my eyes were locked on it. And I knew yep. I was gonna like, bike it, but I, I just was hoping that I wasn't gonna kick someone in the head. And sure, I, I was definitely going like no matter what, even if I did kick someone in the head, I wasn't looking. I just went like I knew I was kick. I knew I was gonna bike it. And I was just hoping not to kick someone in the head. But hey, we're 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 gonna come back. We're gonna come back uh, and and continue with this. But I have to bring up a comment. Danny Whitehall is in the chat, a former CFC player who said, not quite Nashville away 2017. And uh, Danny, 
you you have one of the best CFC goals of all time. I don't know, Danny, if you've seen our uh, goal pod special, but go to YouTube and check us out, the Section 109 podcast. We talk about your goal on there. So Talk about both these goals, actually, yeah. Yes, both of these goals are on that one. Yeah, um, yeah that's a that's a hell of a goal as well. Yeah. When you when you land when you land on your back after making that shot, do you even think about anything? Is is so much adrenaline running through your body and you're just like, what do you do? Like I wouldn't I'd be like, I don't even know what to do with my hands right now. I just did that. Like <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't I it was it was overwhelming for sure. When I first scored, I, I just there were, I definitely wasn't thinking about like oh pain or like if I fell on my back or anything. I, I, I was in, sh- like, I looked, turned, looked back, I saw that it went in, and I was, oh, the rest is history, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. Speaking, speaking of which, Jay, do you have a little piece of history in the studio there, by chance, from this game? Oh, I sure do. So we did, uh, what were the boxes called? Memorabilia boxes? Memorabilia boxes, which if folks want to get them, there still are some available on uh, cfctix.com. And we did a podcast where we opened some. Breezy, get that episode for me. And uh, and uh, one of the boxes came with the jersey that Marcano scored the bike in. <laughs> so this is this is a podcast studio exclusive jersey. We all made the decision that this one stays here. So I'm working on getting a frame for this, and then I'm gonna get a picture of you taking the bike and have it framed in the bottom corner. We're gonna need we're gonna need a signature somewhere on there. That is because definitely. I got you for sure. I got you. All right. That's crucial. That's a, that's a big part of it. And, and that episode that Jay was talking about is episode 33, our CFC New Year's resolution pod. Um, and then you can check our Instagram for actually pictures of what came in those memorabilia boxes. But if anybody's on the fence, uh, I know Bill Hammondtree, who's in the chat right now, just got a memorabilia box. And I know he was. we were talking today about the cool stuff he got in his. There's so much cool stuff in those boxes. So much cool stuff in those boxes. Uh, hey. Bill Hammondtree also has a good point. Uh, yeah. Ryan, have you pursued – uh, a sponsorship, a bike Chattanooga spokesperson sponsorship, because I feel like there's a there's some synergies here. Bill, I love where your head's at. I love it, <laughs> dude. You know what's funny is we we mentioned CFL earlier, and when after the season, Marcano's out there refing, and uh, all the guys are like like talking to Ryan, and I'm like, yeah, he plays for CFC, and they're like, oh, is he pretty good? I'm like, y'all know about the bike goal, and they're like, no. Nah. I'm like pulling up my Instagram, and they're like, holy shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. So they went. I'm pretty sure they came and talked to you after I showed them. I was like, "There's no way I'm not about to show them." Which, by the way, that's our most viewed Instagram video. We have like 1,500 uh, views. So it's like 1,300 or 1,400 you rewatching yourself because it would have been me if I was you. <laughs> no. Yeah. I. That was. <laughs> that's actually crazy. You guys have had so much content put out too. Yep, it's our, it's our. I'm pretty sure it's our most, our most viewed. Um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised. It's an epic, epic video. Yeah. Um, so coming forward a little bit, obviously the game does not end how we hoped it would, how all you guys are hoping it would. So coming forward from that bike, we have another. I don't remember what minute that bike is in the 84th, maybe. Anyway, we get to stoppage time, and there's 11 minutes of stoppage time, and we, they didn't have enough space in the dock to show this. Um, and I know that because we were talking to Owen actually just before we went live and he was saying they just didn't have the time to show. But if anyone remembers, we absolutely peppered that goal and it really looked like we were going to get another one. And it just wasn't uh, wasn't meant to be. Um, Ryan, when that was going on, had you been subbed off or are you still playing? 
No, I was still I was still playing. I fin I finished the game. I actually he moved me over to left wing back at that point, and uh, he I think he subbed Topher on. Topher was playing in the winger at that point, and I mean yeah, we as you said we we're we we're, we we're all over them for that last however long that extra time period was, and I really thought there was going to be an equalizer in that one. And if we got one, we would have got two. If we had okay. gotten one, we'd have, we'd have won an, an extra time. I really believe it. Um, we really just had all the momentum. Uh, but it wasn't to be. And then Jack Mack um, tried to pick a fight with a superhero, which is a bad idea. Uh, yeah. So shout out Jack Mack. Chad Jack Mack can kick rocks. He can definitely kick rocks. Can what kick a rocks. moron. Like, I mean, there's like a hand, like, you know, no offense, Ryan, but like picking a fight with you makes a little more sense. Like you're like his size, like picking a fight with Sean Russell is like double his size or Nick Spielman for that matter. Like, come on, man. Use your, his, use your brain, Jack. Mack. His arms are the size of people's quads. Exactly. That's, that's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. You know, I showed, uh, I showed somebody at work the picture of the New Jerseys that came with the, uh, the media email from Charlie. And uh, the, this one dude goes, Dude, that guy's veins in his arms because <laughs> he's just like poking out on the one side. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's a soldier. For sure. he, he fills he fills it out uh, a lot better than me. Let's yeah, a hey, lot shout, better. Shout than out me. Sean. Sean just uh, commented on uh, yeah. <laughs> Super good. There we so, go. Yeah. Hey, yeah Sean, and I, Sean and I caught up at Publix today. Apparently, he is a chef, as we mentioned earlier in the uh, in the beginning. So I, and, and, anyway, and Ryan East. Uh, Tyson, I was telling him, y'all, y'all go later. I told you about it earlier, but you need to check it out. What were you saying, Breezy? Sorry, before I cut you off. Uh, Ryan, who were you the one who bought the uh, hot plate, and how did that come about for breakfast? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, I, I ended up buying that because I wanted to just. I usually cook this breakfast thing at at home for for just some of my friends. Like back in college, I used to just make this big breakfast skillet for people whenever we would all hang out. And yeah, I, I, I was just, I just wanted to have, make it for the team or make it for some of my teammates. So we could all have a really good breakfast and win the game, you know, that's all. You did, you did your best. You scored a goal and you worked on making breakfast. So yeah. can't, can't ask a lot more than that. Um, hey, really, the, best, the best part of that clip though, I think someone did say something about it in the comments, but yeah, the best part of that clip, I know the goal was sick, but the, the celebration from Clay was awesome. Like, yes, the, yes. The production of the video is so good. It's amazing. It's really Dude, Clay, good. Clay literally just like puts his fist down. Does does what I call if if anybody watching this knows who Pat Mahomes is. Pat Mahomes does this thing and he just oh, just screams. It's exactly yes. what I did with his fist out, dude. Yeah, that was that was all of us when you did that for sure. Also, Red Reddington's face. I know. Like, <laughs> both both of those reactions were exactly what I did watching on TV. I was like, could not believe that that was real life. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, right, it did. We, we lost. So I, you know, not to bring it down too much, but we didn't really get to see too much of the um, after stuff. And I'm sure we'll see some stuff in the next episode. But how was the feeling and the mood um, of the team like leaving, like? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was it was fairly quiet after the game. Just, you know, a typical loss. I mean, sometimes people are pissed. I think people were were uh I mean, yeah, disappointed about the loss, but yeah, they just 
happy about the season, the effort that we gave that year, just about the everyone coming together as a team, as a community, everything like it, it was really a spe- it really truly was a special year. And I've, I've been a part of a lot of good teams, championship teams. And this is last year was a, a very, very special year. One of the most one of my favorite years of playing soccer of my life. Dude, I, I think I can uh, I can echo that a little bit because if you go back to the first episode when we're talking about CFC, you kind of get the history, and then it comes into this like really really good looking dude who talks about the pandemic happening. Uh, that was me, but uh, you, you I, I talked about how we went from scoring our first ever goal to having our season taken away, yeah. literally taken away from us, and then you extend that to making it to a semifinal in the playoffs in the bubble that we went to. If, if you would the, the day that they took that the season ended and the world just went crazy, if you'd have told me that, I'd have taken it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would have asked you what a bubble tournament was, though, because I wouldn't yeah. have known at the time. <laughs> then nobody would have known. That was the that was the largest pivot in the sports world for every single sport. Almost sports. Ryan, do you do you think that uh if if given the the choice earlier on in this the early on the season like before the season or right when the pandemic hit that you know we would come in essentially third or fourth in the league is that something you think you would have felt i mean obviously it was bittersweet to lose that way right so i don't think anybody liked how it ended but do you right. think it would have been different if they'd offered you at the beginning or, or was it kind of championship or bust or, or somewhere in between if they say that again if they offered what so if they, if they had if you know how they say like if they if someone offers you like the beginning like for example the the Oakland game uh, mm-hmm. in Oakland in March like if you had told me before the game we're going to tie 1-1 and it's going to be like a point away from home i'd been like cool but then when Jack Max scored with how one minute left or whatever the 1-1 felt like a loss um, yeah. i'm sure this Oakland game probably felt much worse but i'm curious if before the tournament if you had known all the adversity and all, how everything went, if you would, if you would have felt that that like was a good place. result, like, like yeah. third place was good or, you uh, know, I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, yes and no, just cause we, we truly did set out at the beginning saying like, we're, we need to, we're going to win a championship. Like we're going to make this happen. And at the beginning of the year, it, it just felt like a very, special team coming together to for this experience like it was like i said before it's i've i've almost never been a part of something like this like it was it was an amazing amazing year and despite all the negativity negativity it it was one of the best one of the best years of my life one of the best soccer playing years of my life and i i i'll never forget it but yeah, back to what you were saying also about after the game, vibes after the game. Uh, I do remember on the bus, we, we got onto the bus and we were about to leave and everything. And um, Tim Kelly comes on and said, and just was congratulating us about the season and just saying like, I appreciate how you guys represented Chattanooga and the city and the community and every and the club and everything as well. And that, was that was really important as well for our team. I think it was just like showing that, that like other people care about us, not just on the field. Like they, they liked how we represented the club and did well. Yeah, I think that. What do you guys think though? Was it, a, was it a, was it a, like 
do you feel like we accomplished something last year that we did that or that you didn't think that we would jay you you go first i love it when the uh, person being interviewed turns around and is the interviewer by the way that's one of my it's one of my favorite things uh i mean i look at it as a positive <clears throat> i mean we literally had a season stripped away from us and then i couldn't do anything but go to the grocery store pretty much so for us to go and and i get to like remember when there was no sports on tv I remember all these like funny videos on like ESPN of like people watching like bowling and chess and like <laughs> freaking out about it because that would be like the only thing on. But when sports finally came back on and I learned that I actually got to like watch a CFC season, that was enough for me at that point. So for us to do what we did in the bubble and then, you know, kind of finish out the season with some games and some fans, I look at it as a total positive me i would have loved to have win don't get me wrong i'm a super competitive person i talk a lot of trash to people when i play and i love winning but i'll take that as a total positive what about you hey i hey, I, I can attest to that i've seen i know you, i know i know you're out there on Tuesday <laughs> night thanks for, not, yelling thanks for not giving me a yellow <laughs> yelling, at the, yelling at the referee uh old producer jay um man it's it's hard to answer that question it's one of the reasons i asked it instead of answering it um i, I think at the beginning of the season um, I, I think I set my, the goals for the team in my mind would have been to make the playoffs and there was no like playoffs, but fourth place would essentially be playoffs, um, in my mind. Right. So I was hoping for, I, I was hoping to make, to make it and make a good run. So in, in a lot of ways, I think coming in third or fourth place, I mean, there was no third place game, right. But coming in, what was essentially third or fourth in the tournament was a solid result, um, and it, it felt way worse than that, though. So, like, if you look at all the adversity the team went through, losing Richard early, losing all the players to injury subsequently. I mean, the Cosmos game was had, like, five injuries or four injuries in just yep. that game. Yep. So when you look at it that way, yeah, I think it, it's good. But also, it, it felt like those last 11 minutes, we should have beat Oakland. And it didn't feel like Oakland was actually that good. Um, now, I think that they were pretty good in the end, but... I mm -hmm. felt like based on how we played in the regular season after in the really short regular season, quote unquote, after we beat or we lost the Michigan stars, once we beat Detroit and we got on that roll. And then once we got up to Detroit for the bubble and the role we were on, I, it wasn't that I thought we would win it for sure. I'm a superstitious sports fan. So I think we're going to lose every game, but I also felt like we really could win it all. And so on one hand, like emotionally, it was a disappointment, but I think the more time goes by, the better off I feel about it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that this, the cool thing that's about to happen, and they're talking a little bit about this in the chat, like we're about to roll into another bubble here yeah, next so week. Ready. And there's two things that are going to happen this season that's really fun. One, we're going to play hopefully a much longer season uh, throughout the whole year. And then number two, there's a bubble to start the season with a berth in the playoffs on the line, and we're hosting it at home. So uh, that we get a chance to really like kind of redo what we just watched in a lot of ways, and maybe you know maybe this is the time, and we get if, to be there. Right. Yeah, the fans we do. It's gonna be a big time every game, bro. Every, I yeah, cannot wait. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we jump off here. Um, Ryan, is there anything you would have hoped we would ask you about that, that this game about the bike goal? Is there anything else you'd like to share? I know we've kind of bounced around a lot. Um, no, I just, um, is that the favorite goal of your career, by the way, like your co collegiate, you know, co well, we'll say from college life. on 
Uh, of your entire life. Yeah, because it's yeah, your no, it was your first and it has to be your best professional goal. So Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely yeah, yeah, favorite favorite goal for sure. Favorite goal for sure. Yeah. I was gonna ask because if you said no, I was about to say I need details of whatever other goal you scored. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, a little a little birdie told me he scored one today in practice, so he's he's coming yeah. on strong. Yeah, yeah, that it was a good one. That was a good one. Rounded the keeper in the goal. Love those. Tate, boy. Tate not, great not that I ever do them, but I love them. So. Yeah, he, shout out Tate for that great through ball today. Take it, take and pass the ball, and we can see we can see Brian Marcano, Tay Robertson, uh, Alec Reddington, and a lot of other guys potentially. A lot of guys on the on this team uh, starting this Tuesday the thirteenth. So y'all vax up and and get those tickets. It's going to be super fun. Uh, Jay, if the people want to find you on the internet, uh, yell at you maybe a little bit or maybe just say hello. How can they do that? Uh, on Instagram, I am letter J and on uh, also at Section One Hundred Nine Podcast, and then on Twitter, I am the Section One Hundred Nine Podcast. What about you, Breezy? Uh, you can find me on the internet. Uh, Ryan Marcano, where can the people find you on social media and on the internet? On the internet, social media, Instagram. I don't, I don't have Twitter, but on Instagram, I'm just at Ryan Marcano, and that's it. No you don't have Twitter, so your mental health is probably great. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a dark hole. Don't, don't worry about it. It's, don't it's don't, definitely... don't ever download it, although even though you know 75 to 90% of the fans uh, use it constantly. So yeah, just don't yeah, get on it's there. stay on Instagram. It's better. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us, Ryan. Thank you again for taking this so much time out of your evening. Really appreciate it. Thank you for that bike goal, producer Jay. Thanks for joining the host side this time, yeah. and everybody watching at home. Don't forget to catch that doc next week on uh, Thursday, same time, same place. Cop yourself a jersey. Wonder, Bye. Wonder. See ya. See you guys. <laughs>